Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by the Sky Lounge and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, and Jesse Moffat Entertainment. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations and has been recognized by the Sioux Falls Stage Awards with a special distinction for promoting the arts. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome to the Dave McCauley Hour. It's St. Patrick's Day. Hey, welcome to the Dave Holly Hour, and forgive me for that. I'm sure that I will use it at least once more in the show, that um, not-so-great Irish accent that I have, because I'm not Irish, but you know what? It's, it's a day for everybody to be that, right? Anyway, to the usual stuff we do, great conversation this week. We have a young actor and fellow podcaster, Miss Mo Hurley. She is something else. Then we're going to learn about a charity benefit art sale coming up April 1st as part of First Friday from April Van Leersburg from the Van Art Studio as she makes another appearance on the show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. Well, officially, Sioux Falls is going to have the parade on Saturday for St. Patrick's Day. But today, the 17th of March, is St. Patrick's Day. So lift up that green beer, green milk. Ooh, that would be nasty, wouldn't it? Whatever you have that's green. As it's today a day that we can all be a little bit Irish and wear green. And if you don't wear green, remember you're going to get pinched. I have the feeling some people might actually be counting on that. The Weekend Eve Toast has been brought to you by Ale Hop Brewery Tours. No matter what brewery in Sioux Falls your favorite, Ale Hop Brewery Tours lets you and your friends choose any or all of the eight local breweries. Plus, there's five, a handful, that are very special this month because it's March Madness. Or in the case of the downtown brewers, it's MASH Madness as they mash up the brews for you. So they will take care of you. They'll do the driving. To book a private tour, you have to go to alehopbrewerytours.com. Make sure to use the promo code MASHMADNESS22. That is MASHMADNESS22. Get 10% off your tour all month long. St. Patrick's Day. I would uh, get in touch with them early right now and see if you can't get something hooked up for tonight. Or maybe you want to save it for Saturday night when all of Sioux Falls will be out having green beer. Plus, you know what else they do? They do Wine Wednesdays. Check that out. So again, if you want to get uh, 10% off of your private tour, book it online, alehopbrewerytours.com. Use the code MASHMADNESS22. 
get 10% off your tour all month long. You can also just uh, hop on one of their public tours over the weekend at 605-777-2183. That is 605-777-2183. Ale Hop Brewery Tours, where micro fans meet micro brews. All right. Usually, honorable mention I have for, for something that's, you know, brought a smile to my face. Well, it did bring a smile to my face, despite the heavy subject that it ended up being. But honorable mention this week goes out to Monstrous Little Theater's production of Rabbit Hole. Yeah, that uh, the first act, uh, plenty of laughter uh, taking place a little bit in the second as well. But it was a heavy, heavy subject and uh, it was pulled off monstrously well sorry bad pun but i really wanted to just let you know that uh monstrous little theater is one of those groups that is a small theater company and they're finding ways and they're finding different places uh to have shows and so forth this one happened to be at remedy brewing and awesome and uh, so thank you thank you thank you so much for all the fine skills Monstrous Little Theater puts out there, as well as all the other small theater groups. All right, so coming up later in the show, April Van Leersburg from Van Arts Studio is going to be telling us about a charity event that they have going on April 1st. It's not an April Fool's joke, uh, but it's going to be fun regardless. And then coming up in just a moment, a fine young actor and fellow podcaster, Miss Mo Hurley, next on the Dave Holly Hour. Hi, my name is Jesse Moffat, and I'm not a piano player. I'm a comic magician and hypnotist. I've been performing for over 20 years. I've performed at many events, corporate events, holiday parties, post-prom parties, graduation parties, state and county fairs, festivals, just about anything you can imagine. The funniest thing about the Magic Act is that I use a ton of audience participation, and that can make things really interesting. Put it down the front of your shirt. <laughs> Stop being so, I'm not, my hand won't follow. The best thing about the hypnosis show is that the volunteers and their imaginations really make it a blast. <laughs> Holy crap, dude, did you see what you just did? You could do that possibly to girls. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E. M-O-F-F-I-T-T or call 605-929-0964 With him, every day is a holy day. Once again, here is Dave Holly. Welcome back, everybody. I know, I should just record this part, shouldn't I? It's always a pleasure to bring you great creators here on the Dave Holly Hour. Those that are on stage, those that are in sound booths, those that are in lighting booths, or whatever they may be doing, recording, writing, it's all great. It's all creative. And we love to talk about arts and entertainment here. Now, right before we started this interview, uh, this next guest said, well, you've been busy, haven't you? Well, she should talk. That's the pot calling of the kettle black. Mo Hurley, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. Glad to have you along because you have been busy. Let's see. 
Uh, how far back can you go where you weren't involved in a show? Oh, it's been a bit. Yeah, it has. <laughs> yeah, I've been lucky to have a couple couple in a row here. Yeah, some some big ones, and then uh, especially this last one you were in, Thirty Nine Steps. Yes, the Alfred Hitchcock uh, play was just phenomenal. Oh, uh, there were a total. Well, you know, there were some people that came off uh, or came onto the stage from off stage just to help and be a seated person. Right. But otherwise, there were four of you. Mm-hmm. And you and Jake Cox were what they called Clown 1 and Clown 2. Yes. Which meant that you played a bajillion parts. <laughs> right. How was that? Ooh, it was fun. It was something I hadn't done before. Um, definitely a challenge. And it was fun to play off of Jake because he was very much game for, for the quick switches right. and all the different wild dialects and accents. And he was just running from the get-go so that was fun that helped a little bit (laughs) to kind of get into those different characters you know the 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 first thing that i i noticed and uh, said to my wife as we're watching i said the blocking on this thing had to take hours it did it was very wow (laughs) because you know I, i thought of the times where you're switching places and then at the same time like switching uh coat jackets and so forth right it's like that's awesome. <laughs> and it was done so well. Oh, that's all Matt. So Matt Nesmith was the uh-huh. director. And he had a very nice process for it. He'd do beat by beat after we did the initial run through mm-hmm. blocking. Um, we would just work one scene in high detail. And then we'd go on to a second one and then go back and do the two together. And then go back. And so you got two full runs in high detail with each with each scene until he felt, okay, that one's a little more solid. We can work on another <laughs> scene now. Um, but, yes, there's one train scene in particular. Um, that was the most challenging one that had the quickest right. changes. And um, a lot of it, too, you're just depending on the other clown to have all their characters together. And so we each helped each other out, I think, oh, at different I, points. I can imagine that. so. But it was uh, very entertaining. Loved it. Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, but uh, I want to tell you something that uh, other people say about you. And then I want to get your reaction to it. Uh, so first of all, uh, about a month or so back, uh, the comic Casey Kustak, oh, who yes. you have acted with, <laughs> was on. And I was talking about you, talking about everything you have going on. And uh, he says... Oh, and she's incredibly funny. Oh. I said, well, really? I haven't seen that part of her yet. <laughs> uh, I then got to see it in 39 Steps, at least in terms of just uh, the acting ability to oh, be a uh, comic. Uh, and then uh, when we came out after the opening night of 39 Steps and uh, all of the cast had come out, came over to congratulate you, and then I went over to Marisa Moser. And uh, her first thing was, I keep telling everybody, Mo Hurley is a force to be reckoned with. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> so what do you think of those compliments? Oh, I appreciate them. They both speak too highly, though. They're very, <laughs> they're very kind. Well, I have a feeling you're being humble right now. No, no. I think they're just very supportive. That's kind of what I like in particular about the, the community here, the arts community. True. Everyone just does such a great job encouraging each other, building each other up and... Yes. Yeah, that's, that's very true. I, I say it so often, practically every show, uh, that it's a collaborative uh, arts community. It is not a oh. competitive. Everybody still competes. They right. want to do their best. They want to get as much into the door as they can and so forth. But still, everybody's willing to help everybody out. Oh, absolutely. 
Oh, so I think that's more a testament to that <laughs> than to me, but I really appreciate it. Uh, what got you into theater? What was the spark? Ooh. Let's see. I did a little uh, growing up in elementary school, and that was just a fun way to connect with people and, mm-hmm. and to make friends. I'm um, a little more reserved and quieter, but theater was a chance to kind of let loose and express myself. Um, without that feeling of being on display right. necessarily. It was just doing characters and, and having fun. Um, then high school, it kind of became, that was my my group, was the theater the theater world. So that was kind of what I focused in on in high school and did a lot of shows that way and met all my closest friends through theater. Um, and did a little in college, I'd say, um, but not as much. High school is where I really... Mm-hmm. really hit it hard um and then i had a couple couple year break and then uh the sioux empire now the premier playhouse did right. great gatsby okay and i like that story a lot that's one of my favorites and so i thought that would be fun to to dance in that and and be involved and i and it kind of led now to again having my my main friend group be <laughs> from back to the theater <laughs> right. yeah mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think it is about theater that draws people so close? Oh, I think it's the storytelling in the communal aspect. Um, there's something powerful about about telling stories with each other and in different mediums, but theater is something special. It's live. You feel engaged with the audience, with each other, um, and you, it feels very much very much a communal event i think um more so than some uh some other forms well in different respects but right. but theater for sure that's been something i found that people just like like telling stories it's important um important to do and it's fun to be a part of so what's the best role you've had oof this last play was fun i think being able to play multiple <laughs> multiple <laughs> roles I kind of lucked out in high school and got to play some fun ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Such as? As uh, Kate in Taming of the Shrew. Okay. Um, so that was a challenge for me. And let's see, um, Ann Sullivan in Miracle Worker. So again, a little more heavier. Right. Those are more dramatic roles. Um, but I think comedy, I've learned a little bit that... The character actress is more my my speed, where uh-huh. it's kind of the the off the wall, kind of goofy side character that I really enjoy playing the most. <laughs> so, Thirty Nine Steps was just a collection of those characters all in one. So that was really fun. Okay, but that's just one thing that you've done of of late. Uh, you've uh, also been in some other shows and uh, have done well in all of them. Uh, but this obviously was a bigger part. Yes. Uh, take us through, you know, what it was like uh, being in some of the musicals and then coming to this Oof. and and what, you know, like how it varied in terms of structure, how it varied in terms of rehearsal schedules and things along that line. Sure. For you. Um, so the show just before this was Christmas Carol. Um, so just size yeah, wise. Yeah, 56. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it felt, I would say, 20 or 30 stage crew and people involved behind the scenes. Um, with that show so it was 70 or 80 yes it was a very very big group um so size wise that was a huge undertaking and you felt like you were a part of something very big um and the rehearsal schedule was um as someone who was more in the ensemble for that role um a little 
less rigorous. You had kind of <laughs> your scene, your set aside, especially Christmas Carol was very mm-hmm. segmented. Um, so a lot less demanding, I think, of on my on my end for that show. <laughs> I can't say the same for Tom Roberts or any of the ghosts True, in that one. Yeah. They had a very hefty, <clears throat> hefty role. But uh, I was joking with Marisa, who was also in mm-hmm. Christmas Carol and 39 Steps, um, just the dressing rooms where we couldn't even squeeze in, in our hoop skirts <laughs> in Christmas Carol. And then it was just the two of us sitting in there this last show. We're like, oh, this is quiet. We have the whole counter Give it to the ourselves. lounge, huh? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> So that was kind of fun. But just, I think, relationship-wise, it's a little bit harder the larger the show is to connect with everyone. Mm-hmm. You have kind of moments with your scene partners where you can um, maybe grab drinks with them or you meet with them more often. But then there are people who aren't in your scenes who you don't necessarily get as close to. Um, so a lot of really neat people were involved in those bigger musicals um, that I'd have passing conversations with. But right. I felt we didn't quite have the opportunity to really connect um, so shows like 39 Steps, where it's just a handful of you, you get very close, um, you do a lot of socializing as your small group. Um, so there's benefits both ways. It's it's fun to have that range of all new people in a big show. Um, but yes, this having a smaller cast is so fun. And it was, from one to the other, my largest cast I've ever been a part of to my smallest cast. So that was the extremes neat. in just a few months. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so is there a role out there that you're dying to play? Oh, I would really like to play Nurse Ratchet. Oh, <laughs> yes. So I don't know. I'll, we'll see if I have an opportunity for that at some point. But I had kind of a taste. I was the aggressive nurse at the very end of Streetcar Named Desire mm-hmm. when Augie did, did that play. Um, and it was just brief, but she was very very rough with Blanche and just mean. And I don't know, it was a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one I kind of, kind of had my eye on. Um, Maybe in one of the next Christmas Carol iterations, I'd like to be the ghost of uh, Christmas past. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. I'd like to see that. Uh, What are the the types of roles you like? You mentioned that you kind of like the comic role, but now you just mentioned the fact that playing the bad guy. (laughs) Right. Hey, let's just go to this and, you know, hammer away at it. Yeah, I would say something that might be kind of um, just a surprising role. So Mm -hmm. um, I really like the comedic roles, like you say, just making people laugh, but... Um, also something that might not be expected of me. So something a little more challenging. So what um, do you think you bring to a role then? Oof. Besides the comedy. I think. Or, or what part of uh, your comedic side do you hmm. think really shows through? I think maybe thoughtfulness, just being reflective, really sitting with what, uh, what about this in my delivery, in my interactions, expressions, what would make this line hit? the best um so just taking time i think comedy is a lot more complex um than you realize until right. you're doing it and yeah. it's that's rough when you have something that you're feeling solid about and it just falls flat like oh that's hard because drama it's a quieter reaction you don't know immediately if you're mm-hmm succeeding or not but comedy you do you know when you've just just flopped the failure is immediate so it's it's definitely a fun process and i think comedy can be more collaborative too um just in my experience this last play 
the director or a co you know cast member will say you know it would be funny is if you said that as you're leaving or if you said that in this way and you kind of bounce ideas off each other and you say it jokingly a line once and you think hey that was that might be how we do it that is <laughs> that is fun when that happens i remember saying that uh, in a uh, an interactive dinner theater that i was a part of um and uh i was the jewish lawyer uh, and it was Finnegan's Farewell, so it's all, everybody else is Irish. Mm-hmm. And there's one, after I've just said a line, uh, one character comes on to say, well, it's something like kind of being like an au jus. And I said, did you just call me an au jus? <laughs> oh, you know, and we went with it after that. You know, that just happened in That's rehearsal so just for fun, and then you, it takes off. Right. And so that is fun when that happens, you know. And, uh, you know, like you said, um, so great that people help each other out oh in this. definitely yeah and and uh, make that go so are there any uh things coming up for you on stage uh not at the moment so okay. um cabaret is the next big show premier playhouse is mm-hmm. doing and um, i can't sing so i'm not <laughs> i'm kind of steering clear of musicals <laughs> um but i'm going to focus a little bit uh on that podcast fear falls i'll kind of work a little you, bit you, on that. you stole my next thing <laughs> you know, i was just gonna say well that's good that you have a little time off because you started a podcast yes fear falls mm-hmm. oh my are, is it true you're actually writing every single episode i am you mm-hmm. are so this is all out of the imagination of mo hurley yes so okay so tell us how you first imagined <laughs> the podcast then I was writing, excuse me, a short play, and within the play, there are callbacks, kind of flashbacks to um, a monster radio show, Mm -hmm. and elements of that within the play, and I thought that that was the most fun to write, kind of the little bits of of narrative for that play within a play. I thought, well, I could just make that a show, and it'd be very kind of low commitment. I could go month by month. Right. Um, and it just require one actor at a time for 30 or 40 minutes. So it's low commitment and time on, on their end too. Um, and it's just something I've always been a fan of, kind of goosebumps and twilight zone and kind of the spooky where it's not terror or horror, but it's just kind of that, that, Got that suspense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, were, were there any old show? I mean, you talked about movie wise and so forth, but mm-hmm. did you go back and listen to any old radio shows or anything I to, did. to get a feel for it? Yes. So Ray Bradbury, oh. I listened to a lot of a lot of his Top stories. Notch. Oh, definitely. So it's kind of neat. There's some um, podcasts that have the original recordings of mm-hmm. those, um, and then some that re represent them so they'll take stories from from that time and and present them again with new actors and um so i kind of listened to a range of those and then there's a current one um it's called camp monster and it's um rei which is kind of a camping supply company and so they do you know more lore historical like sasquatch and um those different regional monsters who are already fully formed but they'll tell kind of stories about those and i just enjoyed listening to those a lot and i thought it'd be fun to to do something that's kind of midway midwest based Mm -hmm. too um so it's it's very much yeah so they're all set in you know area well not area but regional for sure towns Mm -hmm. correct yeah and so i kind of like that feel where it's um not necessarily the coasts and it doesn't 
always come into play in a huge way, but I wanted it to feel familiar and kind of suburban and something that that you'd recognize listening to it in the Midwest and kind of pulling inspiration from different mm -hmm. actual landmarks or or kind of shops or companies here that that people would recognize and have it feel do you ever get any uh, questions from uh, people that have listened and say that they've lived in these particular towns and say i don't recall that story <laughs> i haven't yet no <laughs> i think uh yeah i have to grow my my listening crowd a little bit beyond the 12 or 14 <laughs> oh, for that, come on. But, uh, but no not not at this point yet but okay because um, I, I have the feeling that would be really funny you know, that uh, somebody would, would say well, I grew up in Chippewa Falls, and I don't recall that happening. Right. Yeah. Like, this seems wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how many episodes now? So there are four out. I'm working on the fifth for this okay. month. Um, and so, yeah, I have kind of the next, I have the, uh, the year mapped out. Okay. Um, with just the general. Right. You're ready um, to go then if you've gone I, to that extent. I'm hoping so. More concepts. I'm just happy month. right now that I've booked through <laughs> April. Yeah. No. That's great. You have a lot more demanding schedule too, doing it as often as you do. But yeah, I have just loose concepts for, for the months coming up. And then I kind of month by month will go and mm -hmm. flesh them out each one. Are you giving any um, hints as to what this one will be about or a Ooh, title? Sure. This one is the Quarry Dweller. So it's kind of having to do with a foundry that's right next to a, a town quarry. Okay. Um, and... Kind of a creature. Any, any particular town? This one is, I don't specify, but it's, okay. it's kind of Sioux Falls-ish, I'd say. <laughs> That's my default if I, if I don't have one place in mm -hmm. mind. But I'm excited for this one. The Sean Shannon, who is um, on stage crew and acting, very right. involved. He is going to voice this next one. Yeah, and let's see, the two people we mentioned earlier, Casey's done one for you, mm -hmm. and uh, Marisa has done one yes. for you, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to remember who uh, um, just uh, so then most recent. Um, Amanda McMillan did yeah. Box Office Banshee, for, was our February episode, um, and oh, I'm thinking back, yeah. <laughs> let's see. But they are fun, they are. And, and you have to have a blast writing that. And I guess yes. when when you uh, talked earlier about you know some of the uh, characters that you would like to play, like Nurse mm -hmm. Ratchet, and then you have this horror type uh, genre, not horror per se, but suspenseful and so mm -hmm. forth. Now I see where it's all coming together, Mo. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the mask is coming off. <laughs> no, I and I don't like anything... Like I said, straight out scary, but that's always just, right. it's kind of fun to, to do that sinister, kind of spooky suspense. So you you've, you've mapped it out for a year then. Uh, what are some of the other themes without, you know, spilling the beans, obviously? Well, no. Sure. Pre-promo pre everything. <laughs> right. Go ahead. I think uh, this next month will be Hill City Howler. So a solo traveler who's out in a kind of Black Hills type environment. Mm -hmm. There's a creature who who intrudes on her solo trip out there. Um, I want to do something with a symphony. So that one is a much looser concept, but I know the setting for that one. Um, ooh, let's see. I have one I really want to do this summer is kind of a retelling of Bradbury's The Whole Town is Sleeping mm -hmm. and tell that in a new creative way, kind of a fun summertime 
suspense story. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and then a fall one I'm doing was uh, inspired by a, a trip gone wrong with my mom in Colorado. Oh, no. Uh, yes. We wanted to take a quick trip to a reservoir, Rampart Reservoir, uh-huh. um, in Colorado. And we, we went out. It was just going to be a couple hour. Just take a photo, take a walk, and come back. And we started making our way across, or around rather, and kind of underestimated the, the length of this of this lake. It had all these fingers that went out in all directions that took us way further out than we anticipated. And uh, we were there the entire day. Was, the night was falling and everyone was leaving. And we felt like every time we rounded again, another finger, we were still just halfway from our car. Oh we my. could see across. And eventually a couple kayakers, some college kids from Georgia, um, they, <laughs> they took us across. We what yelled do out. Mo Hurley and a couple of college kids kayaking from Georgia have in common? Ooh, so I thought, yeah, I could recreate that, that anxiety and stress <laughs> from thinking, are we here forever? Is this, is this where we are now? So I'll have to channel that into a, a spooky story, I think. All right. Uh, so we, we get an idea of how you kind of, you know, create uh, or get into your characters on stage. Uh, is it similar when you write? Oh, as you as you create a character, that's interesting. I think I am a little more um, plot based to start story wise, mm-hmm. and the character kind of comes in afterwards, if that makes sense. Um, and so, little details will come up. I'm like, well, that would be interesting if this person were really afraid of depths. You know, how would the quarry change if that were a character trait? Um, And so I think it kind of develops from the story rather than starting with a a character. Um, But definitely something I kind of sit with. And as I write it, what would complicate things a little bit more and make make the story a little more interesting um, if I were to change such and such about a character. Um, So definitely something that that comes in through the process, just takes some sitting with to think over. How long uh, front to end does it take you to... Put it together from the story to actually getting the podcast produced and uh, uploaded. Mm, I'm getting a little quicker mm-hmm. with the, the technical pieces of it. Um, writing always is the the biggest um, time commitment for me. And I always think it'll be shorter than it is. So it's, I'd say, several hours of, yeah. of writing and, and thinking over um, and a couple days to, to get it together and um, and to make little kind of marketing pictures and advertising for it to tease the episodes coming True. Up. You know, but I, I, I wouldn't say I didn't realize that part when I started mine. Uh, I didn't realize how much you had to do. Oh, same yeah. here. The extent to... Let's yeah. <laughs> well, see, did I, did I cover Facebook? Did I cover Instagram? <laughs> right. Yeah. All those pieces. Yeah. It, it definitely <laughs> takes some work, but I'm glad you're putting in the work. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to even more. Out of Mo Hurley. I just have the feeling that it's going to be Mo Mo. Oh, thank yeah. you. I like that. Uh, because you, you are very talented on stage. Uh, you're a very oh. talented uh, writer and creator. Um, is there is there something you're thinking of in, in terms of like a, you know what the best job for me would be? You know, I just want to try a little of everything. Uh-huh. So I would like to direct something oh. and i would like to keep Excellent. writing and yeah. so that's kind of well you you hinted at uh, that the idea for uh fear falls came out of 
a play you were writing. Yes. And so originally I thought sending that maybe to a smaller um, company here in Sioux Falls, like you said, there's so many, mm-hmm. <laughs> so many groups here that do just great work. So seeing if maybe one of them um, would be willing to to stage it, um, and also the Premier Playhouse is doing a new new play festival. Yes. So maybe try my hand. I at think that. you should. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, you know the things I always like to end with when you are not part of the arts and entertainment scene. What do you like to be entertained by? Ooh, I like. Biographies of comedians, just reading that, um, watching comedy, I'd say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a little mix of that. Um, show-wise, shows like Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, those are kind of my go-to. My family's big into Yellowstone. Oh, so <laughs> kinda, as are we. Wow. Oh, so good. How about 1888 then? I have not gotten into oh. that yet. I want a time where I can watch a few <laughs> in yeah. a row. Are you enjoying that? Yeah. Oh. Incredible. Great writing. Great sure. writing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, then, besides that, uh, any other hobbies? Ooh, you know, I just writing is my go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, walking, <laughs> that's not a lot to that. But, yeah, sports-wise, not as, not as well, much. Well, except for one thing, <laughs> sports-wise. What's that? You're a Denver Bronco fan. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> you get right. extra credit there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, special connection you got. That we do. <laughs> All right, Mo, it's been a pleasure. I certainly appreciate you spending some time on the Dave Holly Hour. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour. In just a moment. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself, too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XL Chiropractic. Improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation. 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. Excel Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Time for more arts and entertainment talk on the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everybody. Sure, I'm going to say it. It's always a pleasure to have great people on to talk about arts and entertainment in the Sioux Empire. And this time, we welcome back to the program from Van Arts Studio, Van Arts Gallery, April Van Leersburg. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Dave? If it uh, were any better, I'd be twins. Yay! And I'd get twice (laughs) as much done. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We all have busy times, but we really want people to take note and just come out first Friday, April 1st, because that's when we talked last. That's kind of when you were hoping that uh, the yeah. uh, gallery showings and so forth would come back would yes. be on a first Friday, but springtime. Yes. And it looks like Mother Nature actually might give us springtime. Oh, I'm really hoping so. Yeah, so we're going <laughs> to knock on wood. In fact, it's a wood table, isn't it? Here, yeah. at, uh, here at RY Bar. Uh, and uh, this happened to work out just right, because the last time you were on, a couple months ago, 
you at the end of the interview said, you know what? I, I think we really need to do a benefit show. At, yeah. An arts benefit for a charity. Yeah. And you started saying, you know, maybe you should put that on your Facebook and so forth. I hadn't even gotten around to it. And our mutual <laughs> friend, Edward Ike, uh, started the ball rolling. He did. Yes. Um, it, it didn't roll quite as quickly as he wanted. Yeah. Uh, but uh, then finally what he said was, I'm uh, going over to Dakota Abilities and I'm going to do my spin art with them. Yeah. And so people that uh, go to uh, Dakota Abilities have been spinning art now with Edward yes. uh, for uh, um, oh, a week and a half or so. Yeah, he's put in a lot of Yeah, time. he has. And yeah. he's been showing off some very cool pictures of uh, what it's come about. Uh, so you have to be happy about that. I am. It all came together the way I wanted it to. Yeah, and it just, you know, it's kind of funny how it all worked. And then yeah. uh, including the fact that you're able to be on the podcast this week yeah. because somebody else had a cancellation. It worked out perfect. I was going to call you yep. about this, and then you called me. <laughs> I said, well, you know what? Because the person that uh, had to reschedule was like, well, uh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Because uh, I knew I had a few in the back pocket that uh, probably would be willing to jump on as quickly as possible. Absolutely. And what's it going to mean to have um, a charity event for you? Yeah. I you mean, know, it, it sounded like it was pretty high up on your priorities last time. Yeah, you know, when we did talk, um, I was looking for ideas and charities to support, and there's so many good ones out there. Mm -hmm. um, so that was tough. I had put something out on the Facebook page that we have to see what people were thinking, and quite a few people got a hold of me, and this one just really spoke to me. I mean, I, I think Edward's pretty invested, and he yeah. cares a lot about it, and it shows because he's put in a ton of time. That he has. And a ton of effort, mornings before he has to work all day, and... Um, the people doing the art are just having so much fun. They're just really enjoying it. It's meant a lot to them. So we're really excited. Um, I think it's really important to give back to the community. I need that myself. You know, I think everybody needs a little of that. And so we're really hoping that Sioux Falls kind of rallies behind this, this cause and shows up. And, um, you know, we've got 32 art pieces that 32 we're done. Now. Wow. Yeah. So That's a incredible. lot. So all these people are pretty excited about what they accomplished, uh -huh. and we really want to reward them and have a good turnout. Yeah, that'd be great. And of course, you uh, know, the thing to talk about is the fact that it is a charity benefit. Yes, it's, it's not just that we're showing it off. Yes, they're yes. going to get some money out of this. Yeah, all the proceeds go to Dakota Abilities. So Edward donated his time, and of course, I'm donating my time. But mm -hmm. we also donated the materials. So any proceeds go straight to them. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's get out there and uh, put a few zeros behind everything on that. I would really. Yeah, like that, that would be great, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy that it came about, uh, and the fact uh, because I've got a longstanding uh, thing with Dakota Abilities based oh, off I where I work that. full time. Okay. Um, they have uh, quite a few people that have worked at Citibank over the okay, years. Okay. Cool. Yeah. In fact, yeah. they even had their own little office out there. Okay. Uh, so and so you're very there, familiar. There's, there's probably a few that have done some art that I'm going to know who they yeah. were. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. But yeah. I, I think this is just a this is a real good uh, feel good moment. Yeah. Uh, especially definitely. as you know, um, you know, the sun's out longer now. So yes. Uh, you know, come out on April 1st. It's a Friday. It's a first Friday. So. It's April Fool's, but we're not fooling. Come exactly. on down. Yeah, you know, see, he even beat me to that. I was, I was going to say, you know, something about April Fool's. But you know, I'm a too jokester quick. too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, has Edward told you about you know what it's been like for a learning 
experience both for him as well as those at Dakota Abilities? A little bit. We've talked a few times. Mm -hmm. He's busy and I'm busy, but we have stayed in touch. Um, I know one thing that, you know, usually he has a lot more time. And I, I told him, we got we to gotta get this going. You're going to have to be quick because there's so many artists mm -hmm. and we need to get the pictures done. We need to get them hung. So he had to learn to uh, ramp up the speed. Okay. <laughs> I know that for sure. <laughs> um, and, I, you know, I think he's used to, when you're an artist, you're used to doing, having all the control, you know, and, and doing the process start to finish. And it, not that he's not great working with other people because he really is. But he had to learn to work with all these people and all the different personalities mm -hmm. and and so forth and abilities. Different right. people had yeah. different abilities. So, well, in, in what he's already posted online in yeah. social media, it looks like uh, first of all, it looks like it's a very intriguing. Second of all, you see the smile in everybody. Oh, they're so happy. Yeah, they're having such a and, good time. And, and that's you know what uh, we want. You know, obviously, we want art to invoke uh, all sorts of feelings yes. and and so forth but uh when you see people that maybe don't have an opportunity to do something yes. otherwise yes. uh that you know they can proudly show off their artwork yes uh and just those those smiles and grins they're they're huge yeah and you know none of them have had a chance to be in any sort of an art show so they're all pretty pumped about that yeah and we just really want sioux falls to turn out just turn okay. out and make these people feel good about what they've accomplished that's going to be fun no yeah. doubt about that uh so are you hoping to do this more often yes so the mm -hmm. next show is also a charity oh event. it is yeah well i'm Glad we're talking then. Yeah. Do tell. <laughs> okay, so that one, um, there's a helpline, 211. Oh. And uh, there's a survivors group. It's for domestic abuse, mm -hmm. domestic violence, um, sexual abuse, and uh, sex trafficking. And it's survivors of that. But they're putting together a package for the 211 line so that there's a resource when people of that specific issue call in can be giving specific tools to guide them through getting through that and surviving. Excellent. Yeah. So we're because excited I, about I that. know that, you know, when 211, when it first came out, we all kind of thought of it just as quote unquote the helpline. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, you call up 211 and say, uh, yeah, I'm wondering, you know, where do the Kiwanis clubs meet and, yeah. and so forth? They still have all that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's grown so much. It has. Uh, and uh, that is uh, along with, um, you know, mental health issues. Yes. Um, surviving abuse has become such a huge topic. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Truly. Exactly. Regrettably yeah. that it has. Yeah. Uh, but it's nice that we do have those, uh, not just, you know, the opportunities for people to call someplace. Yes. And get help, but also the facilities around that 211 can lead them to. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, if you think about abuse of that sort it's it's hard enough to get the courage to call mm -hmm. so if you feel like you're able to talk to somebody that completely understands and is a survivor you're probably more likely to reach out for help so this one is something i'm really excited to promote because i really think it'll help a lot of people yeah no doubt about that um and uh, so that'll be a great benefit as well now will that go to individual groups or you've said something about this is more so just a collective type Yes, yeah, so we're going to be getting um, art pieces donated. So mm -hmm. I'll be reaching out to the artists I know. But I also have a lot of people that I know that have remodeled and have really great art that no longer fits in their space that they're willing to, as a tax-free do donation, right. um, donate to this cause. And so we're going to have 
everything there, all kinds, all styles, all types. So I'm hoping that appeals to every market and every interested party. Yeah. Oh, my. I tell you what, things are just kind of cooking right now They're for cooking. you, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> so what about uh, regular art uh, gallery shows that you'll we'll have coming up? We'll be back to up? that in June. In June? Yep. All right. And I'm actually going to show my stuff. You are? I am. How many pieces? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go collab with another gal, and she has a lot. She has about 30 pieces, so I'm probably going to put in about 10. Okay. So I've been working. I just got really, really inspired over the winter. I think I needed that break from the art mm -hmm. studio and just a little time to myself. And I've been painting up a storm. <laughs> so. And uh, so um, those 10 pieces then, did you kind of have to jury yourself on it? You know, no, I just... As the art gallery owner. Yeah, you know, it's when I first started the art gallery i couldn't paint for a little bit it kind of messed with me like seeing everybody else's stuff and it's a little intimidating and i felt like i don't know it just kind of um changed the schematics of painting for me and now that i had a little break i'm just doing my thing and if people like it great if they don't well that's okay too all right so the 10 pieces <laughs> of yours that you are going to show uh how many did you have that you chose from um these are all brand new Right. All brand new paintings. So, um, But did you have other brand new paintings, too, that you said, nah, I don't know about, or it was oh, just a Oh, certainly, ten. yeah. Okay, I'm when you were talking about painting up a storm. critic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm already looking at some of the stuff going, ah, oh. but I've gotten great feedback, so I'm just going to go for it. Heck with it. Yeah. And I don't think I'm going to tell people which ones are mine. Then <laughs> 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 maybe I won't be so nervous, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you've heard of paint sales? Well, this is a different type of sale. Yeah, it's <laughs> sales of paintings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, look forward to seeing that, too. Yeah. And uh, so how is it uh, in the art scene right now? Uh, are we seeing, because, uh, you know, this is not the only benefit type show that's come yeah. about recently. Yeah. Um, but are we just seeing more art being created regardless? I feel like we are. And, of course, I'm more in immersed in it than I was before I started the gallery. But I feel like there's a ton of people creating. I think there's a lot more places showing. Um, for example, one of my artists that was hanging, got him into Claudie's. And boy, I don't know if you've been in Claudie's lately. It yes. is filled with art. Yeah. Just filled. So I think more places are hanging art, I feel like. So obviously people are out there producing. And so, yeah, I think, I think it's really um, taken off in Sioux Falls. Yeah, including our 660-square-foot apartment. <laughs> you guys just keep <laughs> collecting pieces? We get a few here and there. And, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and, you know, the nice thing is, you know, we've got uh, originals, but we've also got, um, you know, some originals that are prints. Yes. Uh, yeah. And we've got uh, photographs. And, yeah, it, uh, it, awesome. it collects. Well, thanks for <laughs> supporting the art community. Well, you know, that's the thing. And, and, and you know, there, there's a great pride in that. Yeah. When you start to do that. Yes. You know, because it's easy. Um, and, and maybe this comes with maturity, uh, you know, as you've been around as a couple together longer, things like that. Um, but, you know, when you're fresh out of college and so forth, the art that you're going to get is probably going to be a print. Yes. If you're even that high class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe a big photo or something. Yes. Um, yeah. And hopefully not uh, all Elvis uh, velvet uh, with a <laughs> bright paint on it to be shown with a black light. Right. Uh, but, you know, it does progress. And I guess that's been what we've enjoyed. Um, it's just getting to actually know artists. Yes. And to be able to have their work in our home 
And then to be able to tell others about it when yeah. other people come to our house and say, oh, it's yeah, well, you know, we actually met her at Kaladi's. Yeah. You know, she was a waitress there. Yeah. And they had her art hanging there. And that's how we got the first piece. And then we went to her uh, senior show at Augie. Yeah. And it was like, well, those are cool. Let's get the three of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it just uh, keeps growing. And, uh, you know, there, there will be a cutoff point just simply because of wall space. <laughs> right. But, but it's an excellent conversation yes. piece. A lot better than something from Home Goods. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> There's no you story know? there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, uh, okay, that was uh, Super 8 circa 1984. Right. That you got there? Yeah. Uh, so that that is fun. And to be able... And I... I would assume then, uh, obviously, from your point of view, both A, as an artist, and B, as a gallery owner, that's got to give you great pride, too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. What was the, the first painting you ever did that uh, somebody hung and you know, bought from you? It would be family. Um, mm -hmm. I, I didn't sell it. I gave it away. In fact, I have some remorse about that because I did a lot of art and gave it all away. Oh. I gave it all away. I'd give it as, well, I was broke, too. So it would be Christmas or birthday <laughs> right, presents. Yeah. So some of my favorite pieces are at my family's house. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't sell paintings for a long, long time. I just That just wasn't on my radar. And mm -hmm. I'm not sure it still is. You know, I if I could, I would just give it all away just because yeah. I think people enjoy it. And it, you know, this whole gallery is, we don't make any money at the gallery. This is all a passion thing. So if I could, everybody wanted a painting, I'd give them one. Right. But, you know, you've got time invested. you got materials. Yeah. So Rent. Yeah. You, yeah, you've <laughs> got to make a little money. Um, but, yeah, that's never been a big thing to me, the selling of art. And, and that doesn't, I think all artists do deserve to get paid for their work. True. But I just personally. Well, and, and we've talked about this in the past, and uh, I've. I talk about it a lot um, when it comes to arts and entertainment and, you know, people that don't understand what goes into that. And I use yes. uh, my dear friend Elizabeth Hunstead as a, a, a example of that when, you know, somebody's with us and they're kind of wondering, you know, maybe how much she's getting paid for that event and so forth. Right. It's like, well, first of all, hey, none of your business. Yeah. <laughs> um, I might have an idea, but none of my business to tell you. Right. But what I will tell you is, okay, she's uh, entertaining you. You're, you're happy about that. You're having a good night. You're enjoying it. Uh, before we even get to that point, let's talk about, uh, did you see her haul in that piano? Okay. Right. Did you see what else she had to haul in for that piano? She had to put it on a stand. Yes. That stand and the piano both came in bags. Um, oh, and she has speaker stands and she has all these cables. She has a microphone. Yes. She has a little seat that she sits on so she can play and um, make you a happy person being entertained. Right. I said, let's the big just, picture. Yeah, let, let's start with just the bag that that stand for her piano came in. Right. Probably a hundred or something. Uh, and, you know, she might have gotten a great deal on it for 75 or something someplace. Right. <laughs> then let's move up to that stand. Yeah. And talk about the hundreds of dollars in that. And then when we get to the piano... Let's put another zero on the backside yeah. of everything that we're talking about. Absolutely. Then let's consider the fact that she's been playing piano and singing for how many years yeah. and how many practice hours and rehearsal hours did yes. she have during that time span yeah. to be good enough that a business says, hey, let's hire Elizabeth Hunstead to make our uh, patrons happy. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and what's a person's time worth? Exactly. And, and maybe the answer is 20 years of experience is what 
part of the price. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think you have to consider you know? that uh, no matter what, <laughs> yeah. uh, whether you're looking at a piece of art, or yes. even if you're, uh, you know, uh, sitting there thinking about becoming an artist in one way and going, well, I wonder how much I could charge. And, yeah. uh, you know, you have to start figuring things in. Yep. Uh, as to what your time is worth. What is that value? A lot of artists have that question right. about pricing. Yeah. That and comes up almost every show. How do I price this? Yeah. And you know, the thing that I always think of as well is if, especially if um, you have a full-time job Yeah. and no, it's not quote unquote, just a little hobby. Right. It's an avocation. If yep. you're an artist, an entertainer of some sort, it's not just that, uh, Oh, yeah, I'll do this for 15 minutes uh, every night and so forth. No, 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 no. Right. Um, so most likely then you're going to be doing something on times that you would normally have off for your personal life. To relax. To relax. Yeah. So what what do you make an hour yeah. at your regular job? Now consider this actually to be overtime. That's time and a half. That's right. <laughs> then you've Good got your supplies. Uh, and everything else, you yep. know, so what actually truly goes into it yep. to, to come to that dollar figure? Yes. Yeah. And, then, and I'm glad you bring that up because it's important. It is. And, you know, even uh, when it comes to uh, the visual arts, um, you know, what's a canvas cost? What mm-hmm. does a, a tube of paint if it's acrylic? Yeah. Uh, you know, what uh, does a brush? How many brushes do you have, for instance? I have about 50. Okay. <laughs> I, they're probably not 50 cents or a buck? Uh, no. Okay. I, I only have a few cheap ones. So, yeah, it's there's right. a lot of money invested. Yeah. Is sure. easel? Yeah. Easel. Yeah. Easels? I actually have three. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, those things, mm-hmm. uh, all of that has to be combined in. Yes. Uh, so when you get to the point that, uh, you know, you've done this to be nice, uh, that uh, you would love to be able to give away art. Yeah. Uh, but by the same token, in in many ways, you have given up your time now yes. uh, for that purpose, you and Edward, and uh, looking forward to a great show with Dakota Abilities. Oh, me too. Uh, and wait. I just think that that's going to be a, such a great thing. Yeah. Um, and we'll... So there's 32, right? I believe 30, it's, it's 31 or 32. 31 or 32 That was pieces. the last thing wow. I heard. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and is it all spin art like Eddie does? It's all spin it art. It is all that. Okay. You know, we had to keep... He went in and set up his machine, mm-hmm. that cool machine that he built. And I, um, I call it, uh, you know, what you see at a carnival on steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had to have something that was somewhat quick to get that many people through. Right. Um, and this that was a nice opportunity for them to pick their colors kind of give some direction ah, and, and something that they could manage, you know, because right. a lot of these people are in wheelchairs and mm-hmm. so forth. So uh, we had to figure out something that was going to work that was manageable and wouldn't take an hour to produce. Yeah. So it looks that, like they got to wear some fun smocks, too, to keep yes. the paint off. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Edward had his fun oh, smock yeah. on. Yeah. That's a piece of art in and of itself, yes. you know? Yeah. I see that every time. It's like, ah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And it was so great that he gave up his time like this because he really Amazing. did sacrifice a yeah. lot of mornings and a lot of time. And uh, so we get to see all of that uh, on April 1st. Uh, what time will the doors open? 5 uh, o'clock till 5 o'clock. 9 p.m. 5 to 9. So you got yep. four hours, everybody. Bring those checkbooks. Yes. Uh, Visa, MasterCard, Discover, all taken too? Yep. We have a square, see? so we just take yeah. whatever. Yep. We got this. Yes. <laughs> we do and we're, cash. Looking, we're looking forward to uh, making a lot of money for them. Yes. Uh, and also a lot of pride. 
yes. in that for all those people that uh, took part in it. And then uh, the month after that, it's going to be uh, for 211 yep. uh, for the survivors of uh, abuse. Uh, and then we'll get back to regular showings yep. of uh, local artists uh, coming up in June. Yes. Uh, anything else going on for you? Um, just in case they don't know the address, it's 120 North Phillips. It's mm-hmm. uh, between 8th and 9th Street on Phillips. We're just north of the Phillips Hotel. Yeah. And uh, you'll also uh, kind of see, uh, let's see, it's uh, Holiday Inn across the street, right? Yes. Well, it's, it's kind of kid kitty corner. Kitty yes. corner, yeah. Wells yeah. Fargo and the Wells Fargo parking lot, lot is right across yeah. from us. That's right. Really, the parking lots in between everything, isn't yeah. it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you can find your way down there, and it's also within walking distance of our good friends over at Woodgrain. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's how my wife will end up buying something. Yeah. Yeah. So go to Woodgrain first and go over, oh, let's get that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds perfect. No, actually, it'll be, no, David, we don't have room. <laughs> <laughs> but we look forward to it, and it's, it's going to be great. Uh, and. Uh, always uh, just, uh, you know, uh, we've asked this question before with you in terms of what you like to do when you're not part of the art scene. Yes. Um, and uh, wh- what is it that you want to have other people know about April Van Leersburg? Um I'm the obsessed with gallery. volleyball. Oh, goodness. So I play pretty much year-round. Uh-huh. I'm too old to play, but I play it anyways. Uh, you, you ever play out at Chasers? Um, I haven't played there. I, you know what? Okay. I might have subbed once. Okay. Yes, one time I yeah. subbed out there, but I love it. It's you know, it's your anger management, it's your girl time, it's a little bit of exercise. It's great. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, again, uh, thanks that uh, you were able to fill in. I'm glad it all worked out just yeah. the way it should. That we could uh, get it because I didn't want it to be that uh, all I got to do was just on the show say, hey, you know, don't forget we've got things coming up and so forth. Um, but uh, I wanted to have some time for you to uh, tell everybody about it. Yeah. Uh, and I also wanted to make sure it wasn't just the day before the show. Yeah, I really <laughs> appreciate you promoting this. Uh, well, it's, uh, it's my pleasure to do so because I always love to talk about arts and entertainment. April Land Learsburg, thank you so much. You bet. Thank you. And we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour. In just a moment. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T-South Dakota. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks again to my guest today, Mo Hurley. She is such a pleasure to be around. She'll make you smile no matter what. April Van Leersburg, thank you for showing up to tell us about uh, what you have going on at Van Arts Studio for the first Friday. The first Friday in April downtown does happen to be April Fool's Day, but don't let that fool you. It's going to be a great show. We're looking forward to that. Also, thank you to the man that put the R in our wine bar, Ricardo Terabelsi. And thank you for your listening, for the sharing. We are over 555 uh, likes now on our Facebook page for the Dave Holly Hour. We're well over 8,000 downloads now. 
So thank you. It uh, really uh, puts a smile on this old guy's, uh, well, on 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 me on me grin, you know. Uh, anyway, what are we doing tonight? Going to Goodnight Theater Collective's Bingeworthy Cabaret. Then Sunday, taking in the matinee for Old Town Dinner Theater's I Hate Hamlet. Coming up on the show next week, image consultant Sheila Moore Anderson and members of the Insiders Band. That's going to do it for this week. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by the Sky Lounge and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, and Jesse Moppet Entertainment. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, go to DaveHollyHour.com. At the bottom of the front page is the additional links section. Click on the orange button, Dave Holly on Linktree. You can order merchandise, become a Dave Holly Hour VIP, and make contributions to the show. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening. 